This is an Equity Mates Media podcast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how get 20, 20, 20, how get 20, 20, how get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. about investing. Everything you do learn is cumulative. What I learned at 20 is you Welcome to another episode of Equity Mates, a podcast that follows our journey of investing. Whether you're an absolute beginner or approaching Warren Buffett status, our aim is to help break down your barriers from beginning to dividend. My name is Bryce, and as always, I'm joined by my equity buddy, Ren. How are you going? I'm very good, Bryce. Very excited for this CEO series interview. Uh, we've spoken to a number of business leaders across Australia uh, doing some really interesting things and uh, we're sort of returning to home with this CEO series. We're going to be talking uh, to a business leader who's you know, disrupting the investing and uh, trading industry. That's right, Ren. It is our absolute pleasure to welcome Vic Djokovic from Chiax. Vic, welcome to Equity Mates. Hi, Bryce and hi, Ren. Uh, nice to be on. So for those of you who haven't come across Vic before, he is the CEO of Chiax Australia, a securities and derivatives exchange looking to disrupt the Australian investment market. And we're going to unpack all of that in a second. Prior to joining Chiax in 2018, Vic spent 26 years at Deutsche Bank finishing as managing director. So as always with our CEO series, we're going to be covering off uh, company basics, what it's like to be competing with the ASX at the moment, and then closing out with some conversation around people and culture and then future plans for Chiax. So Vic, we're looking forward to this one. But as always, Ren, we'll start with uh, company basics. That's right. Uh, Vic, we like to start these interviews by having the company leader describe their company in their own words. So, to kick us off today, what is Chiax? Great. Okay. So, uh, and thanks for having me on. Um, Chiax uh, and and many investors may not know uh, that Australia has two large uh, stock exchanges. And so, when, uh, when you place an order um, with your broker, uh, it's likely that that order will not only touch the ASX, but it will also touch Chiax. So uh, in terms of background, Chiax started back in 2010 uh, as a disruptor. So if you think of, you know, Aldi um, uh, disrupting Coles and Woolworths or Uber dis- disrupting uh, the taxi industry, uh, so too Chiax came in to disrupt and compete with the ASX. 
that had been a monopoly exchange provider, which still is uh, across many of its businesses for a long time. So ASX has been around for 150 years. We've been around for about 10. Uh, so um, I'll be uh, pleased to take you through what we've been able to do in those 10 years. But most of you out there listening will have executed, bought and sold shares on Chiax without even knowing it. Well, there you go. Nothing like a bit of healthy competition and very much looking forward to unpacking that. But um, Vic, you know, for many beginner investors, there's no doubt this would be the first time that they learn Australia actually has stock exchanges outside of the ASX. So what what should we know about ChaiX? Like what, what services do you offer and, and what are some of the kind of companies and funds that actually list on ChaiX? Sure. So uh, in terms of trading, each day Australia sees about five or six uh, big days, seven, eight billion dollars of trading. And on an average day, around one and a half billion dollars of trading is executed on ChiX and obviously the balance on the ASX. We have close to 20% market share. And to start with the trading piece, when you place an order with your broker, um, most brokers, and there are about 60 stockbroking firms in Australia, will have a smart order router. So a machine, if you like, that routes those orders to the exchange that has the best price in the market. So uh, for most, uh, not all, but most brokers, those orders will be sent to uh, ChiX and the ASX. As an example, if you're uh, if you're a client of the largest online broker, Comsec, then uh, they will route to ChiX. If ChiX's price, provided ChiX's price is equivalent to the ASX's price, it will then route to to the um, ASX. So you will take a bite, if you like, or be able to trade across both um, both exchanges. To finish off on that, there are about 2,300 companies that are listed uh, in Australia. All of those companies are listed on the ASX, but they are available to trade on both ASX and ChiX. And then in terms of unique uh, products, you know, ChiX gives uh, investors um, the ability to be able to buy and sell US stocks through the day in Australia during Australian trading hours in Australian dollars in names like Apple and Microsoft, uh, Zoom, uh, Berkshire, um, you know, about half of the S&P 500, the, the large US index, about half of those stocks by market cap, which amounts to about sort of 40 very large uh, corporate names, they're all available for trading on ChiX, not on the ASX, only available on ChiX. So those brokers that are connected give their clients the ability to trade US stocks. And then there's some other aspects that we have as well that are unique to ChiX. Um, we have a number of fund managers uh, like Magellan, Schroders, Janice Henderson, Alliance Bernstein. There are nine fund managers that have now listed their products on um, on ChiX as well, so only available for those brokers connected to ChiX. So Vic, let's let's move to to the ASX um, and and what it's like competing with them. You know, in our mind, the ASX is close to a monopoly as we see in Australia's economy as as anything really. So let's start with the problem. Like, wh- why is the ASX dominance a problem if it is, and and why should we as investors want to see a second exchange? 
Yeah, look, I mean, it's it's pretty simple, or there's a simple response to that, that, um, that every product, um, every consumer benefits from competition. So, you know, if, there, if there's no pricing tension when you have a monopoly provider of a product, then obviously um, it's, it's not as good for the consumer and it's great for the monopoly provider because there's no need to, um, to adjust pricing. Mm. And, you know, I used the example earlier of retail. Imagine a Woolworths without the competition of a Coles or of late an Aldi or a Telstra. Uh, without the competition that we saw coming in from an Optus or, or other providers. And look, yes, the ASX is a monopoly provider across a lot of what they do. Ultimately, bro- brokers take a trade that your listeners will, will place through, uh, through their broker and they uh, execute that on uh, the ASX. But there is an alternative in Chiax at the moment. And that's meant that the fees that are charged by the exchanges, certainly by Chiax, are significantly lower than what we saw the ASX charging in the past and, in fact, what the ASX charges now. So they're ultimately better for the broker and, therefore, there is an ability, and we've seen it in recent years, for brokers to reduce their uh, commission rates. And, you know, I've been around for a long time and I know that when I started in broking over 30 years ago, a normal commission rate was about 2% of the cost of the trade. Um, and you compare that with the commission rates now, uh, there's, there's obviously competition over time has helped, you know, those commission rates fall. So, so what sort of things are you doing to approach actually trying to disrupt the ASX and, and taking some of that market share? I mean, is it all on price? It's You're obviously offering um, companies on the exchange that the ASX aren't. How are you approaching this? So, look, uh, it can't be about uh, or simply be about price. It needs to be about other things and and clearly innovation. When, you, when you've got large providers that have been in a market for a long time, they tend to be bureaucratic. They tend to be slow in innovating because they don't really need to innovate quickly in that they have the market to themselves. So what we've done is we've introduced new product to the market. One of those uh, has been Traces, which is um, access to those US names that I mentioned earlier. So if you want to buy Apple, um, you can buy them uh, via this Tracer product that, um, again, brokers connected to, to Chiax have access to. And that gives you the ability to buy those large brands during Australian trading hours. And importantly, they sit on your HIN, on your holder identification number. So they feel, look exactly like buying Telstra or BHP, but you're, you're able to buy a Zoom or a Berkshire. And they're priced in Aussie dollars, so the FX is built in. So that's a, that's another product, and then then others. You know this uh, this latest growth that we've seen in the ETF market. You know, Chiax has been at the forefront of that. So there's been a lot of innovation in terms of that exchange traded fund market in Australia, and Chiax has helped facilitate a number of new active managers coming to market. And again, I mentioned you know Alliance Bernstein and Schroders and. Uh, and Janice Henderson and Magellan bringing new product to market that perhaps wouldn't have got to market uh, without Chiax's uh, innovation. Yeah, on that point, Vic, uh, we've recently spoken to a few of the Magellan fund managers and um, 
Magellan opted to list their core series of funds uh, just on Chiax and not on the ASX. I guess, how do you go about trying to compete for those listings with, you know, the, the giant that is the ASX? Yeah. Yeah, look, and um, it's always, it's never straightforward. You know, they have uh, significantly greater resources, headcount, uh, money um, to throw at projects. But, you know, we've been very focused on the areas that uh, obviously we're um, uh, we're competing with the ASX on. Um, and if you think about the ASX, it's it has many limbs, it has many businesses, and we're only at this point competing with the ASX on a few of those businesses. So we've been very focused. And I think in, in that ETF piece, and you mentioned Magellan and the core series, it was about our speed to market. So helping them to navigate the world of exchanges, working with them and the regulator, ASIC, in terms of you know the rule requirements for them to bring some of these new products to market. So it's about speed and innovation as much as it is about pricing. And certainly we were cheaper, so that's also a consideration. So Vic, Chiax Asia Pacific was recently acquired by CBOE Global Markets. They're the owner of the Chicago Board Options Exchange. What does this acquisition mean for Chiax? Yeah, it's, um, it is, um, uh, you know, CBO or a, a scale exchange. So um, again, uh, Many people don't really understand the world of exchanges outside of the ASX, but there are many stock exchanges that are significantly larger. CBO, um, CBOE is one of those. Um, uh, it operates in the US, so it's, I think, the third largest exchange in the US, uh, but it is one of the largest, if not the largest, exchange in Europe um, and operates one of the big clearing houses in Europe. Um, if anyone uh, knows anything about volatility or trades volatility, uh, there's an index called the VIX index, which is traded on um, CBOE indices uh, on the CBOE exchange. Uh, so they own it and it's the home of VIX trading. Uh, and importantly, uh, CBO is one of the world's largest derivatives exchanges. So um, so it's a scale exchange that has taken over Chiax's business in Australia. And what does it mean for, for Australia? It means that over time, we're going to see a whole lot more competition because SIBO uh, has the scale to take uh, the ASX on across most of what it does. It also means that um, that Australia, for the first time, will have a truly global exchange operating uh, within its shores that will be able to bring global uh, global access, so access to other markets around the globe. And whilst Traces was a product that Chiax brought to market, SIBO extends it a lot further. I mean, SIBO has exchange operations in 15-odd countries in Europe, um, in North America, Canada, Australia now, and Japan. So it's a very different operation to a very Australia-centric exchange in the ASX. So you, you've mentioned traces there a couple of times, Vic, and I just want to follow up on that um, for those at home who are wanting to play along and jumping on your website. How do you know if, our, if a, the broker that you're with is hooked into you guys if, you, if they wanted to, for example, I'm looking at the Apple Tracer at the moment, how do they, how do you know? Um, so you can go to our website, 
and check on those brokers that are already providing access to traces. You can ask the uh, you can ask your broker. Most of the larger, um, you know, the tech savvy um, uh, brokers uh, and the larger brokers are connected. There's a number of brokers that are uh, connecting at the moment. So when you think about again the um, the the world of stockbroking in Australia. I mentioned 60 stockbroking firms uh, operate in Australia from the very largest institutional uh, brokers down to, you know, your smaller operations with two or three staff. Of those 60-odd, about 50, uh, five zero are connected and operating and sending orders to Chiax every day. But within that 50, I think a subset of that around 20 are currently connected in terms of using our Traces product. So uh, it's worth checking with your broker. So Vic, on the uh, on the CBOE acquisition, um, you know they're obviously a uh, I guess a giant uh, company in their own right, and we were excited to I guess see what that means for Australian investors having them you know expand their presence with this acquisition. What sort of new innovations or products or services should we as Australian retail investors expect to see Chiax bring to market in the coming years? Sure. Look, um, you'd expect us um, to look to compete with, you know, the ASX across a lot of their products. So we are competing across the warrant market already. We have about 35% market share of the uh, of the Australian warrant market. We're competing in the trading of ETFs. As I said, we've got about 35% of that ETF market. And as I mentioned, about 20% of the, um, the daily trading in shares. But, you know, we're not competing in uh, across many of the derivatives products, you know, and that is a very large product set in Australia. And it is part of SIBO's DNA, SIBO being the largest options exchange in the world. You'd expect uh, one of the first things we'll look at is options trading, broadening out the warrant market, bringing more of these ETFs to market. SIBO uh, has 600 exchange traded funds listed, whereas the ASX has about 200. So SIBO has scale. I'd like to see some of those global products available for trading down here so that um, our you know, retail clients in particular can get access to product they haven't had access to before. And then you know, an area that I think um, almost everyone other than the ASX have been keen on for many years in terms of competition is clearing and settlement. And I know that, again, um, you know, a lot of people listening probably don't think too much about clearing and settlement, how a trade goes from the exchange and is cleared and settled and then find its its way back into their account. But it's incredibly expensive in Australia and it means that brokers don't have a lot of latitude to shrink those commission rates even further uh, because they're being charged those clearing and settlement fees which are uh, you know passed on to the end user. So I'd say over time we'll look at that um, area as well. Um, none, of those, none of these things are easy lifts. They will take time, but certainly, um, you know, that's that's another aspect of what ASX do that we will look at. But you know, if I if I summed it up as you know, the, in terms of the most important aspects, I would say um, 
in access to international product that Australian investors really haven't had access to or access has been difficult. So Vic, we obviously look over at the US and they have two major exchanges that compete for company listings, the NASDAQ and the New York Stock Exchange. Uh, is that is that sort of long-term, if you think about uh, what this acquisition means and what Chiax could become, is that something that could be on the horizon we have you know if companies want to go public when bryce and i want to take equity mates public one day we'll have the asx and chi x both courting us absolutely (laughs) (laughs) i look for i look forward to uh to courting you guys um when when we can get back and actually have a lunch (laughs) or a a dinner or lunch (laughs) yeah yeah i am missing uh uh, the long lunches. Look, um, you know, that's the other aspect. And I didn't mention that. And I should have mentioned that listing, listing corporate names is an important part of what almost every exchange does. And, and you're right. In the US, the two big listing exchanges are, you know, NYSE, New York Stock Exchange and NASDAQ. And, and interestingly, you know, they, they have a different set of, of corporates listed on them. NASDAQ has carved out this, this incredible business in terms of listing primarily technology names. Um, is there room for that in Australia? Um, you know, we've seen how successful Australia has been in terms of, of innovating um, and some of the success stories o- over the course of the last, particularly over the course of the last 24 months, really, over the last couple of years. You know, I'd like to think that, that there's an opportunity for that to happen uh, in Australia, a competing exchange for uh, for primary um, listings. And that's something we're looking at as well. So we'll be scoping that out over time. And the idea would be to um, to have, you know, a strategy that, that, um, that brings something new to the market. It's no good just offering an additional service at potentially a slightly lower price and that's it. You know, there's, there's got to be some strategy around it, be it an exchange for, uh, for technology names or some other aspect that Australia excels at. Yeah, it'd be epic to see the NASDAQ 100 equivalent grow out here in Australia. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Vic, before we start having a chat about uh, people and culture, we'll just take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So, Vic, we often hear that understanding management and how, you know, the people within a business is, is very important when it comes to um, investing. So, we'd love to hear how you think about, um, about your leadership. Do, do you have a leadership philosophy as CEO? 
Look, I do. Mine is um, simple, and I spent many years at Deutsche Bank. Um, it's a much bigger organisation, obviously, than um, than Chiax, but a, an organisation that um, that taught me a number of things about you know communicating with staff. I mean, that's that's one key takeaway for me is you know open door policy. We are small, so we benefit from being small and uh, and flat management. But open communication is key. You know, we have many very talented people working at Jax. I mean, it is a technology disruptor foremost, so that makes my job easy. I, I lean on on my people who who are very good at what they do. But open communications is probably the number one takeaway. Secondly, you know, flexibility. We've all been introduced to flexibility in the workplace through COVID, and I think that's certainly not going away and is certainly an aspect of what I think we do better than most organisations. So the ability, you know, to work from home was an aspect that we certainly had uh, prior to COVID, but we've shown that things work uh, and can work very well in a COVID environment. And, and the, other, the other aspect is also a client-centric uh, business. We are, in, you know, you asked about Magellan and other fund managers that are coming to us. Uh, the philosophy for any new business competing with a large incumbent is to just look after clients a little bit better or a lot better, hopefully, um, than, uh, than your competitor. And that served us very well. So we are very focused on our customers. Um, and I know that SIBO, um, it's a perfect fit for us uh, because SIBO has the same philosophy. It's, it's really put the uh, client first uh, and, and your business will ultimately be a success on the basis of that. Uh, it's also worth mentioning, Vic, that um, CBOE is listed in the US. So for those listening and loving what they're hearing and want to be involved in the Chiax journey, they can do so. Uh, it's listed on the BATS exchange, which is CBOE's exchange. So um, opportunity to, to get involved in, in the story. And uh, that's a good sort of segue. You know, as CEO of a company that has recently been acquired, um, how did you like navigate through that transition and bring your team along on that journey, integrate them into CBOE's culture? Sure. So it was different. I was involved in, you know, having been uh, with an investment bank for most of my career prior to Chiax. It was a very new experience. And for anyone that's been involved in a takeover or any sort of corporate activity over the last 18 months, Almost all of it has been done via, you know, conferencing. So we were able, uh, or com- conferencing services. So between, you know, Blue Jeans and Teams and Zoom <laughs> um, and uh, and uh, and others, we were able to bring in many people in Chicago, Kansas City, London, into these negotiations with people at JC Flowers. Uh, the private equity owners that own Chiax uh, prior to SIBO, you know, they were sitting in London and New York and we were sitting in Sydney. And these conversations were happening, unfortunately, late at night but uh, to accommodate everyone. But it was a, a completely new experience. So that was one aspect. And that was then, uh, then you had the challenge of relaying and including that 
to, you know, your staff in Australia. And, you know, I spoke about open communication. We needed to communicate what we could. I mean, much of it was confidential. But when we got to the point where we were able to relay some of that to staff, again, new experience, we weren't all in a room. Much of it was being done by pulling everyone onto a, onto a call. But um, happened successfully uh, and we got through it. So not only are you missing the long lunches, but now missing international opportunities to get deals done. <laughs> I, should, I should say short lunches. Long lunches are a thing of the past. So, uh, for anyone that uh, that knows brokers, they were um, they were a feature. And and uh, if you don't know, you know the market used to to stop at twelve fifteen in Australia and not resume trading till two. So there was a blank period of of an hour and forty five minutes probably up until about sort of 10 or 15 years ago. Now there's trading right throughout. There you go. Yeah, but it's interesting because um, if you look at trading patterns in the market, you'll still you'll still see um, uh, volumes really um, uh, reduce over that twelve fifteen to two pm period when brokers uh, still take their lunches. <laughs> so uh, the market may still be trading, but um, there's certainly a lull in the middle of the day. <laughs> there you go. We did a. Um, we we're lucky enough couple of years ago to actually go and have a tour of the Japanese uh, stock exchange and they still um, shut down over lunch as well and and, and go and uh, have a bit of a break. So that's fascinating that Australia used to do the same. Vic, we'd like to sort of close out with a few questions around the future plans of, of Chi-X. Um, you mentioned there that, you know, you're an innovator and a disruptor um, and we love to see it. We sort of think the same here in terms of what we're trying to do with financial media. Um, so what does the next 12 months look like for Chi-X? Is there anything you're able to reveal in the pipeline? And I think specifically from a selfish point of view, are we going to see some European stocks come to the market? So the next 12 months are busy, which is good. You know, I mentioned technology. The technology platform we have here is critical, obviously, to everything we do. And generally, disruptors uh, tend to have uh, better technology than the incumbent. And certainly in the case of SIBO, um, we're very interested in much of their technology that is, you know, market leading. So step one, start to import um you know, some of the things that they do very, very well, which will underpin uh, product going forward. So that's step one. And in that regard, uh, we're out hiring. So we will grow our um, our headcount uh, significantly. Um, so it's step one there, technology. Um, step two, there's a few products that we'd like to um, get uh, running with right away. One we've been public with is a... Is a um, is a product called BIDS, B-I-D-S. Um, it's a little technical. I won't go into that exactly, but um, Australia is a market that has, sees a lot of block trading and it's really at the institutional side of town, so it's not so much for retail clients. And, and BIDS is an electronic block platform, so that's happening. Um, and then, you know, Traces, we spent some time on that. And to your point around Europe, um, there could be the potential to extend out the 41 large blue chip US names to European names. And I think worth also looking at Asian names mm, as well. Mm. When you think about Alibaba mm. and Tencent and others, I think there'd be large demand. And the nice thing about this, you know, that uh, Traces product is that 
you can call your local broker. You don't need to be worried about trading overnight. You can get a price during trading hours in Australia. Uh, it's priced in Aussie dollars. It moves in line with the US dollar price overseas um, FX adjusted, and it sits on your hin. So it sits alongside um, or alongside um, your other um, shares, uh, if you have any. Um, so it's nice and neat. It's also good uh, in terms of your accounting at year end because you don't have all those uh, separate uh, things that you need to deal with when you're dealing directly uh, internationally. Um, so, yeah, um, it'd be nice to get uh, European names there and Asian names there as well. Yeah, it'd be, it would be epic. Just to um, close out the Tracer conversation, I know that there are probably a lot of questions going to come through as a result of this. Um, do you actually own the stock or are you just a like a beneficiary yeah, you, you are a beneficiary. So every tracer is the equivalent to a, a underlying share. So it, it looks the same. It feels the same. It moves in line with the international uh, stock. Again, FX adjusted. Either way, when you buy shares directly, you need to do the um, the FX or you will have those FX movements any, anyway. And one of the nice things is that uh, Deutsche Bank, the, um, the uh, issuer of traces, um, actually does the FX for you. So it's, in, it's there in the price that's quoted on Chiax. Um, and it's done at wholesale, wholesale rates. And one of the key things that retail um, clients should keep in mind when they're buying overseas shares is, you know, if they're commission-free or, you know, there's some other aspect to them is that, you know, the largest cost in buying uh, an off- offshore stock is often the FX um, that's included and the FX rate. So that's that's often invisible, but it's something you should think about uh, and you should certainly ask your broker about. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it would be great to see Alibaba and potentially Tencent, um, all things considered, what's going on in Asian markets at the moment. But uh, look, we'll certainly watch this space. Um, what do you think is the greatest risk for Chiax and your business right now, Vic? Oh, look, um, uh, it's an interesting market. So, you know, it's, um, it's, a, it's an incredibly buoyant market, obviously driven by... Um, government stimulus, um, low, you know, incredibly low rates. So it's, it's well underpinned. Um, not a lot of concern around inflation. Um, I have concerns around, um, uh, inflation creeping back in and real, real rates of inflation and what that might mean for markets. Um, fortunately, um, you know, exchanges, if there's periods of heavy volatility like we saw, um, in March, April last year, um, trading levels go up. So that could be a good thing for, for all exchanges. But, um, you know, a period of uncertainty at some point would lead to lower trading, which would not be good for us. So that's, that's one aspect. Look, and, and look, the ASX is, um, very good at what it does. And we've talked about their monopoly provision of, of many of their products. Um, you know they're very good at uh, at pushing back, and uh, as most monopoly providers are, uh, they're very very good at lobbying um, against uh, any competition. So there's always that aspect. So we we manage that well, and we have a, a pretty good relationship with the ASX. But there's always that. 
So really, it's le- you know levels, volumes in the market, and um, and lobbying from from our competitor that would cause us issues, and migration of any technology. Uh, we always need to be mindful that those things need to be done very very carefully, and we saw the issues that the ASX had in migrating technology uh, when they had that outage in November of last year. It can cause, um, you know, clients and brokers a lot of pain um, if it's not done in the right way. Now, Vic, uh, we want to say a massive thank you for taking the time and joining us today. It's it's a pretty fascinating story that Chiax is building and we love competition in any market, um, but especially in exchanges, which affects us as investors so much. Yeah, look, um, uh, my pleasure being on. Um, it's, it's hard to... Um, it's it's uh, probably hard to make an exciting story out of um, out of talking about you know exchanges in the exchange world, but it is it's interesting in that um, exchanges are no different to most other businesses. They're evolving, and um, and it's a good thing because you want to give um, you know consumers clients access to new things and innovate. And I think Australia's been very inward uh, focused. Um, you know, Australians have mainly bought Australian property and Australian shares, and there's a whole world out that outside there. If it was easier to get access to it, then I think ultimately um, uh, investors would benefit. So, uh, you know, happy to have had the conversation with you. So, Vic, uh, we always like to uh, finish with a final question about the long-term vision for, uh, you know, for these companies. And if you think about Chi-X in 10 or 20 years from now, uh, what does success look like? Yeah, look, um, success uh, in 10 years' time, that's, uh, that's a world away. Uh, success for me will be um, lying somewhere in a, on a you know, banana chair by a pool or, um, <laughs> or uh, of travelling. But success for Chi-X uh, 10 years out, would see it as a much larger competitor to the ASX, uh, I think, uh, operating across businesses that perhaps even ASX doesn't think it will see competition in. Uh, So that would be uh, success. Uh, I think that point I made around international access is incredibly important and I'd like to see SIBO Australia, and we will change our name, it won't be Chives, it'll be SIBO Australia probably within the next six months, that SIBO Australia, the former Chives, offers um, broad access to international markets. I think that's, that's, the, um, that's the end game for, for uh, SIBO, you know, even sooner than that, but certainly 10 years out. So a large competitor, hopefully a larger competitor than the ASX in the domestic market and um, and all the benefits that competition brings to the end user. I think that's what I'd like to see in 10 years' time. And um, I, th- I think the other piece is that the exciting thing about these disruptors that are coming into the market is it's a whole new way of doing things and you know, additional opportunities for um, not just investors, but people in the workplace as well to join these organisations. So I think we'll be a lot larger in terms of uh, of people as well. So, so I think a good thing for Australia's financial markets and a good thing for um, 
you know, for the market more broadly. Yeah, well, certainly looking forward to seeing it all play out, Vic. Um, you mentioned the SIBO Australia rename. So um, you're going to have a SIBO Australia Investor Day coming up um, to hear from some of Australia's best investors. For those of the Equitymates community who are keen to uh, be part of that, are you able just to give a quick rundown on, on what that day is about? Sure. So it's on the 19th of October uh, or planned to be the 19th of October. Our things are are moving um, around COVID again, but it is virtual. Um, we're going to be having a number of uh, Australia's leading fund managers in particular presenting, so you'll be able to hear from them about, you know, what they look for um, and certainly, um, uh, you know, their, their uh, philosophy in terms of investing. So I think it's a positive. It's, it's free. So if you jump on Investor Day at ChaiX chai-x.com. So that's investor day at chi-x.com. You'll be able to get the details and register. And uh, it's, uh, it's certainly going to be a feature of what we do going forward. So this is the first. Um, and it's being done uh, with the Osbys um, platform. Yeah, nice. Well, uh, I would suggest uh, anyone in our community, uh, it's always good to hear from uh, investors around Australia. So uh, tune in if you have the opportunity. That's Investor Day at chaix.com. Send them an email and they'll um, get in touch with more information. And uh, Vic, very much appreciate you coming on the show. Um, it's always great to hear from leaders who are trying to disrupt and, and innovate. And uh, we very much look forward to seeing how the journey of CBOE or CBO Australia um, plays out. Great. Thanks very much. Nice to talk to you. Equitymates Investing Podcast is a product of Equitymates Media. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal, or tax advice. The hosts of Equitymates Investing Podcast are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Equitymates website where you can find ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media and the hosts of Equitymates Investing Podcast acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.